everyone, this is Leslie. And this is B. And you're listening to Getting Shitfaced, a podcast where two friends across the country from each other get together over drinks and talk about our favorite show, Shits Creek. This week, we're recapping the series finale, Happy Ending. <sighs> B, how's life in quarantine? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm stuck on that series finale. <laughs> Just ignore that bit for now. <laughs> okay. Um, quarantine is going. I feel like I've settled into quarantine and it luckily here it's very nice weather so lots of outside walking with the dog good and we we just did an instagram live so that was fun that was fun it was nice to see each other not just talk to each other Uh uh-huh but yeah it was we made a drink together and it's a good drink (laughs) it's a good drink you'll find how how good that drink is throughout this episode um (laughs) but how is your quarantine life going uh, about the same, yeah. I think I'm, you know, settled into where we're at at this point and just kind of, this is the new normal, you know? So we're making it work. It's happening. Now, I don't know what's going to happen next week when I don't have, like, Shits Creek Instagram lives to to fill my time. Right. Um, Tuesday night is going to be very sad. <laughs> I know. But Leslie and I are playing Shits Creek trivia virtually yeah. this Friday in my hometown, uh, which is fun because she gets to play. Uh, So we do have fun things to do. Yeah. And we are continuing this podcast, which is important um, for everyone to know, number one. But we will have that to do as well, because we're going to go back to the beginning of the show and go through the episodes. um, Probably not one by one, but a few at a time. Yep. Should we actually talk about this episode? (laughs) It's David and Patrick's wedding day. And there are just a few wrenches thrown into the cogs of David's perfectly planned wedding. A storm has taken out their wedding venue and potentially their wedding officiant, (laughs) which leads Johnny to rally the town to find a new venue for the day. Patrick's pre-wedding gift of a massage for David really gets his money's worth. And Alexis, being Alexis, has dressed a little too on the nose for the occasion. But in the end, the very best of these characters we have grown to love shines through, and David and Patrick get married, and we say goodbye to this little town in the middle of nowhere that means so much to us. Crying forever. (laughs) Listen, you said goodbye, and I automatically teared up. I wrote it, and then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to write that, but anyway let's talk about drinking (laughs) yes drinking drinking is good that's happy um so this week's drink we've actually had picked out for quite a while i found this recipe back when we were searching for drinks for maid of honor so we've had it for most of the Mm -hmm. season picked out um we knew this was the drink we wanted to have when it came time for the wedding whenever that would be this one is from the wedding website the knot they had a list of signature wedding cocktails uh that were suggested for people's weddings and this one was just too perfect to pass up it is called the just rosemaried tequila cocktail and obviously i mean we saw that we had to run with it and so it is tequila lime juice simple syrup and uh, some blackberries and some rosemary and it is delicious (laughs) it's so good we made one on our Instagram live. And then after we hung up, I was like, I'm making another one. <laughs> I added some ginger ale to mine so that I wouldn't Ooh. down it like a shot because I was worried that I was going to be a little too wasted to do this podcast. Right. Um, so we're, we're taking it a little easier by cutting it just a little bit. Um, but it is very tasty. 
I mean, there's getting shit-faced and then there's getting sloppy. Uh, So we try to toe that line. But I have been so excited for this drink this whole time. But we've been waiting for it. Number one, I mean, obviously the name is just perfect. But I've been excited to get it. And we were talking about how we've had to like source the ingredients (laughs) over the last few weeks. Because we've talked about this on the podcast. Like, you're either we can't find some of the ingredients in our self-isolation times or we didn't want to like risk our lives going to buy a mango. Um, so we've been like the last few weeks, like knowing this drink is coming and like one week I got blackberries and one week I got rosemary. Yep. <laughs> the other day I had tequila delivered uh, cause I was out of it. So um, yeah, we've had to like squirrel away all the ingredients, <laughs> um, but it's perfect and it's so good. So I'm glad that we actually got to have it as we talk about the serious finale of the show. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that, it worked out that we knew what drink we were going to have for the finale so we could actually mm-hmm. drink one this week and not just have to put together whatever we could find in our kitchen. Right. But it's still the series finale, and that's still sad. <laughs> Leslie, before we deep dive into this episode, mm. I know the answer to this, but did the series finale of Schitt's Creek live up to your expectations? <laughs> yes, 100%. Dan said in all of his interviews talking about it, that he really wanted the finale to just be a really good episode of the show. And I feel like that is exactly what they delivered. It was perfect in terms of sentiment and comedy. It just, it captured the full gamut of what this show can be all in one episode. We didn't have, I mean, obviously there's a goodbye at the end of it, but we didn't have all of the like plot wrap-ups that we had last week. So we could just focus on one like sort of self-contained story like most episodes are and I thought that worked really beautifully yes I would agree like I feel like last week exceeded my expectations Mm -hmm. for a finale of a show like Mm -hmm. everything wrapped up perfectly and like you said and Dan said this was just such a perfect like microcosm of the show like I feel like I always we always you always talk about like what is the episode of the show you would show someone Mm -hmm. to watch it Sometimes I think it's Wine and Roses. Sometimes I think it's Happy Anniversary. I think this is another one where you're like, if you were going to let someone watch mm-hmm. the very end, like it is a like perfect encapsulation of what this show can be. And they pulled it off so well. But it is such just like a lovely, beautiful episode of the show, not necessarily like wrapping everything up. And I love that. I, I love that this was the route they chose to take. I think it worked really well for what Mm -hmm. the show is and what it's always represented and you know at the end of the day it's gonna stand as an incredible comedy you know it's gonna stand the test of time and we got that here like there were scenes where I was not just crying but crying laughing (laughs) yeah I think this is like I don't want to be like one of those people's like like we talk about this in pop culture all the time of like you know, is the last episode worthy of the show and stuff like that? And like it, this is, and I think this will go down as one of those like great final episodes of a show. So yeah, I guess we should talk about it. <laughs> Alanis Morissette is real happy about this because there's, <laughs> it's very ironic. There's ra- rain on your wedding day, um, which kind of throws David off. Yeah, I mean, he's we've seen him planning all season long this big wedding that he, the wedding of his dreams, you know, he's mm-hmm. going to have a pizza oven, he's got, on top of a caterer, I might add, yep. and it all gets washed down the drain. 
literally washed out um, because they couldn't afford a tent <laughs> and the pizza oven at the same time. And of course, of course, Patrick gave him the pizza oven instead of the tent. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved that beginning scene of them just kind of trying to break it to him. And I actually thought he took it way better than he could. <laughs> like, I feel like he had a, a normal reaction like anyone who's getting married would. Right. Including five, four or five fucks. <laughs> but I love them just kind of hitting all those notes. And I love that like Moira's like, oh yeah, I can I can officiate this. And Johnny like is tearing up. Ugh. Like just thinking. I was like, that's such a Johnny, <laughs> Johnny thing that he's going to cry. It's such a good cold open of like the roses being the roses in this like new way. Like mm-hmm. this new situation. And I loved it. Yeah, it was really a great cold open. And it made me think the way that it was blocked made me think of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. When she wakes up from the dream at the end and they're all around the foot of the bed, you know? And so it was like, you almost expected David to be like, oh, it's all a dream. Mm -hmm. And he says he feels like he woke up in a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. And so, yeah, I really liked the way that that was all set up. This is not a dream. It is unfortunately your nightmare come to life. But yeah, so it gets all rained out. And I... It seems, from what we see, that they were indeed planning to have it at the motel. Yeah. I like that that is what they were intending to do. That yeah. They, he really did think about Patrick's suggestion and was going to have it someplace that was meaningful to him. I know. Um, which is very sweet. I like how it turned out, but it was like also like that little moment of like, oh, what it could have been. <laughs> yeah. But of course, it gives the whole town this opportunity to like rally behind them, which Dan has talked about this in some interviews and stuff, but it it really is just kind of the perfect summary of the show. Like the town has really come together to support them throughout the years anyway. And so to give them this one final chance to really do that is really nice. Yeah. And they just really no qualms about it, just jump in and do it for David and how much David in all his prickliness has insinuated himself into the town. I love the moment between kind of coming up with the game plan Mm -hmm. where Patrick is like, thank you, Ronnie, for doing this for (laughs) us. And she's like, I'm doing it for David. (laughs) But we really should talk about Johnny Mm -hmm. and how he just doesn't want his son to have a cheap ass wedding. (laughs) I love that they got in one last cheap ass for him. But yeah, he's obviously he's such a caring dad mm-hmm. and wants the best for his kids. But I liked that this gave him sort of the opportunity that we see that he's sad he missed out on. Right. In Sunrise Sunset, where they're talking about the catering and he, you know, talks about what David's dream wedding was and the fact that he can no longer give him that. This is sort of his chance to say, like, okay, we do have some money now. Let me at least throw that as weight behind this in whatever way I can. Ugh. It ruins my life. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And then, of course, he has that lovely speech that he at least starts to give to the town. Right. He kind of uh, gets interrupted there by Jocelyn, but, um, you know, trying to thank them for the way that they've helped out the family over the years. And I love that, mm-hmm. like, that's something we've seen in these last few episodes is that the Roses do really recognize what this town has done for them. Right. Yeah, they've become a part of it no matter where they go. And that they'll go above and beyond, including a lot of flowers. A lot of flowers. I mean, we'll talk about the wedding later, but they did a beautiful job. (laughs) A beautiful job of this. And all because Ronnie knows the floors. (laughs) 
she knows the florist. Um, but I lo- and I love that moment when Jocelyn comes in with this whole big thing of flowers. He's like, I think we got enough, and she's like, I got more. <laughs> I want to know: Does Jocelyn also know the florist? <laughs> Maybe. So obviously, like David is panicked. I mean, <laughs> anyone would panic on on their wedding day with the rain when you don't have a tent. David was going to panic. Right. I mean, either way. But luckily, Patrick had a plan because he knew yeah. that either way, David was going to need some help calming down today. <laughs> right. He was going to ply him with three bagels <laughs> and also give him something to relax. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a massage is a nice gesture. It is a super nice gesture. It's like kind of like a, a pre-wedding gift a lot of yeah. people get. Patrick just got a lot more for his money than he bargained for. I mean, it happens. <laughs> it happens. And it was hilarious. Like, I loved. It was very funny. <laughs> it was so funny. I love, like, the reaction during it, during the massage. <laughs> um, and, like, you kind of, you kind of know it's coming. <laughs> right. You can tell. You can tell it's coming. But I love, and then I love when you kind of go back and listen to them talking about it. <laughs> and he's like, just lay back and let, let them do their job. <laughs> yeah. They did a really good job of writing the scene in such a way. Right. That it's very clear that David thinks that this is what Patrick intended. Patrick, this is what Patrick, this is his wedding gift. <laughs> And so, like, you can't really blame him. <laughs> no. Nor does anyone blame him. But um, it all worked out. And David relaxed. He was very relaxed. Just actually. like Patrick asked. <laughs> and I love, love, love the scene. I love the scene when they come in and he tells him what happened <laughs> so much. It's so good. You've got, first of all, Stevie's reactions to the entire oh thing are perfection. <laughs> She's so delighted. Yeah. It's another one of those things where you watch the episode and then you have to watch the episode again to watch mm-hmm. Emily reacting to what's happening. It's kind of yes. like smoke signals where if you just watch it once, you don't see like just the sheer delight on her face. Yes. Yeah, she's having the best time in this discussion. (laughs) And then, of course, poor Patrick is a little freaked out at first, understandably. But then as soon as he realizes his mistake, just the way his whole demeanor changes. Oh, I accidentally got you a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) Noah was so good in this scene. Like, the range of emotions that he covered in this very short scene. Throughout the whole episode, he's incredible. Um, Right. But in particular, that line where... After Stevie asks if it was at least good. (laughs) And he says, do not answer that. Was it? Don't. (laughs) Like, just the, like, quick change of emotions there is so perfect. I love that they always can flirt that line with each other, too. Mm -hmm. Like, these experiences um, that don't, they mean something, but they're not, like, it ruins our lives. Right. Type things that they're very open to exploring that with each other. And I love that that's you hear that in there like both of like oh was it better than me and was it good should i have gotten it as a couple's massage (laughs) right that's the first anniversary gift uh (laughs) but i love that whole thing and i love i just love that like there's david's very sincere like it is very sincere of like you know nothing compares to you i love you so much and then like thumbs up to stevie behind (laughs) his head because they're very real. Um, and so I 
I love that. And then I just love that basically this plot line was just a setup for a joke in the wedding. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they went with a double entendre for the episode title so that they could set up that part in David's vows, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also love that, like, it's such a little shit move of Dan Levy being like, I'm going to give them a happy ending. <laughs> they asked for it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was unexpected but delightful. <laughs> yes, and I think it just is so of the show, like that they mm-hmm. just kind of turn things on their head sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I love that it was just such a moment of levity and like this very sweet, sincere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where everywhere else I was crying, I was just crying with laughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely laughed the hardest at this part, and you know, I I like that it sort of continues what we've seen in like the wingman and things like that, where sex obviously is like something that happens in the Mm -hmm. background of the show, but like it isn't such like a, I almost want to say holy thing that Mm -hmm. they can't just kind of have fun with it. And it doesn't have to be this make or break thing the way it is in some relationships, you know, they can just, sex can just be sex Right. Um, and specifically in The Wingman, you know, they talk about the fact that Jake would be a good person to do that with because he doesn't really have any emotions tied to any of this. Right. Um, and this is another, like, exploration of that. There is no, obviously, David's not about to fall in love with the guy who gave him a massage because of this. Like, right. it's just, it just is what it is. <laughs> yeah, their emo- like, the emotion of this, like, the intimacy of this relationship is not necessarily just tied to sex, mm-hmm. but the honesty and the emotion are one thing between them. Um, and so it's a very lovely way of thinking of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that we're more about what really matters than just these things we c- you can explore with people. So, yeah, I loved, I loved that scene. <laughs> it was hilarious. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> Um, and then we get into the crying portion. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get into the crying, yes. Yeah. I mean, starting, well, no, I started well before that, but Alexis at the motel. Oh, God. You know, just like trying to, she she talks later about how she wanted to impress David. And so, like, she clearly is really trying hard here with her whole family. Um, right. You know, we get the scene of her talking to Moira, telling her how much she loves her and like realizing this is going to be their last time all together in the motel. Um, yeah. And, you know, her telling David that she and Stevie love him and Alexis in this episode for real, like, did me in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that first scene with her and Moira, like it's very like on the surface, Moira decided like trying to learn her lines basically mm-hmm. for officiating david and patrick's wedding but like alexis like when in the past reminded me of grad night when she is like watching her get ready like even though it's kind of the opposite um right that they're kind of embarking on this journey that's going to be separate with each other and alexis is really feeling it she is and so was i <laughs> so was i and like there's like little things in the scene that like extra hit hard because like the wigs are off the, the wall wigs. Oh. Looking up and seeing all the wigs gone was heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it just adds to the emotion of the scene where she's kind of telling her mom that she just really is going to miss her and loves her and the most sentimental boop on the nose there's oh. ever been. It was so sweet. And like, I love Moira through that whole thing, just trying to be like, stop it. I don't want to cry right. about this. Like, you can tell she she does feel 
what mm-hmm. Alexis is feeling. She just doesn't want to have to like think about it. Right. And I love that contrast between her there and her later in the episode, just not being able to hold it together. Mm-hmm. It's such a sweet scene of the episode. Um, and then kind of leads into Alexis and David um, talking, which is both funny and like you start to feel that like this is changing um, moment between them when she's getting ready but first she has to dress inappropriately for the <laughs> wedding <laughs> i mean she's not wrong if your theme is black and white technically you can wear white <laughs> i love how dan said that when he knew that it was going to be david getting married that of course alexis had to wear a <laughs> wedding dress <laughs> to it of course she would do that of course and it's a beautiful dress <laughs> Her floor length gown with optional headpiece. <laughs> Tool headpiece. <laughs> Tool headpiece. Um, it is beautiful. And it reminded me of the season six premiere promos dress that she wore. Um, I love how they kind of hearken. Some of them hearken. Some of them are actually we- wearing the outfit um, from the season six premiere promos. Um, but it kind of harkens back to that. And um, it's just a beautiful dress, but <laughs> it is a wedding dress. <laughs> It is. It is. But it's gorgeous. And it was very slightly reminiscent of Kira Knightley's dress from Atonement. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, she just, I mean, she should have led with that if she was going to really get him sold on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she didn't. And she just emphatically tells him that it is not a wedding dress. <laughs> but I love that scene. And I love her kind of trying to pivot to just being like, celebratory around david and him getting married um and it's such a sweet little scene in the motel between her and david and stevie even if she looks like a bride that leads us onward to the actual wedding which was beautiful kudos to the production design team yeah for this episode like it was gorgeous (laughs) it was gorgeous all the like netting draped and then mm-hmm. particularly the flowers like above the center of the aisle yeah were just so beautiful <laughs> so pretty and it just like so on to david rose's taste at that town put that together mm-hmm. and i like johnny rose gave him a gift that was not sucky a second gift that was not sucky the first one he didn't know but this one he really tried and he brought mm-hmm. that town together to give him this gift of a beautiful wedding and it just was so lovely and like the whole ambience of it Mm -hmm. but also you just like i loved it It was so beautiful but like there's the beat up piano in the corner like there's still the little hints of the town i noticed when they were when david and alexis are standing just outside you can see there's like a plaque on the wall about like the history of schitt's creek Mm -hmm. and so just like the little things like that where it is it's still town hall um, and has these little reminders of what the town really is, but that it can really like come together to do something really nice. Yeah, and I also really loved that because clearly you see later David sees the town hall, but like when he's in that vestibule, like he thinks his wedding has been ruined. Like mm-hmm. it's just town hall, <laughs> right? And so you were reminded both as a viewer that this is what it was like, but then that makes that like reveal for him, mm-hmm. like when you watch him see it so much better yeah and we've got to talk about the jazzagals with this obviously i would say that if you had told me before this episode that the jazzagals were going to perform at the wedding i would not have wanted that 
I would have I said, mm, I don't, I'm not super into that idea. Not that I think like I would hate it, but just not, not my thing. But these two particular arrangements that they sing are yes. so gorgeous. So gorgeous. I think we had even kitted like between us, which kind of goes to something else, but like, I was like, I don't want a Jess- Uncle Jesse moment where he's like serenading Aunt Becky in Full House. Like, right. um, that's what I always picture like the jazz gals being like the backup vocals. And it's like, right. no, thank you. Um, but they, it's such a beautiful, subtle mm-hmm. arrangement. I think it could have been very cheesy. It could have, but it was executed really well. <laughs> right. Because they're using the callback songs of mm-hmm. this show. Like they just walk this perfect line of like you know there's like very heartfelt songs that we love from the show but it's so such a subtle arrangement of them that it mm-hmm. kind of just works yeah i was i was honestly surprised at how much i liked it yeah like not that i expected to dislike the episode but just like no. when they stood up i was like oh no they're gonna sing and had that like s- slight moment of like am i gonna be like secondhand embarrassed about right. this and it was so pretty <laughs> It's so pretty, and I love that that like that was probably something David planned of that's like kind of left mm. from the original and like right. such a beautiful part of that. Um, and I love that they didn't just do simply the best. Mm-hmm. Um, that they pulled out the song from Happy Anniversary, which is iconic. Yeah, Precious Love is just ugh, kills me. I think that that two is like a call to like like i feel like everybody knows the best mm-hmm. but if you really love the show then precious love is like <sighs> right well and i think it also really again this is something the finale did really well is kind of marry the sentiment of david and patrick which is obviously a pretty big part of the show but the show is also ultimately about the family and so I thought that the choice of the two songs really did that well in combining them. Like you have one that specifically harkens back to an episode that was important for the family. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we hear them all say, I love you. One of the few times David's ever said, and said it to his parents in his life. Um, and so you get that moment first and then you get the call back to open mic with the best right. to make it more specifically about David and Patrick. So you get both halves of it in this episode in lots of places. And this is one of them. Yeah. So we get, of course, you know, that them all coming in. And I love that we get this this moment with Johnny and Stevie where he kisses her on the forehead. It was so, no. so nice, like such a nice representation of the fact that she is family now. Oh, yeah. And I think we can, we'll talk about this later, but like there there's six roses. There are six roses now. I mean, we've talked about this now multiple times, but clearly six roses. And I think that the wedding is like just the encapsulation of that. Like she is a rose. Mm-hmm. And that sweet, sweet moment of them walking down the aisle together. Yeah, and then of course Moira. <laughs> Moira, I, I just that reveal <laughs> them opening the curtains. <laughs> so perfect. <laughs> Could not have thought of a better Moira look oh, for this no. episode. And I love, like, I think it kind of is similar to the like Dazigal singing. Like that could have gone so like you in your head, you're like, she's going to be over the top. She's going to try to upstage them. And I love that. Like she has this over the top outfit, but it's just perfectly accepted (laughs) as what is happening. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think the fact that she's in white and almost everyone else is in black makes it so that like, 
when you see her during the ceremony, she sort of almost blends into the the background just a little bit, just enough that the focus is still on David and Patrick. Yeah, when she comes in, like, there's, like, this big reveal of her, but (laughs) once she's up there, it's not about her. It's just Moira. (laughs) Yeah, but that, that was amazing. (laughs) All the kudos to Deb Hansen and the whole costume department for that, and then Anya for the wig and the the hair crown. Which was apparently Catherine's idea. Because of course it was. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, That they then executed, but, oh my gosh, like... It was so great. It was, like Dan said, it was, like, a culmination of, like, all the people on the show. Like, all the, like, the behind-the-scenes people, like, building, basically, this outfit um, that shows how amazingly talented they all are. And you just see it in this this one perfect outfit. And if they do not win an Emmy for costuming. (laughs) God, seriously. The Emmys are broken. <laughs> right. Everyone deserves an Emmy for this show this year, honestly. Right. But that outfit. And Moira just trying to hold it together. I love that she got so... It was funny because, you know, obviously, like, they said Johnny couldn't do it because he couldn't even talk right. about it without crying. And, of course, Moira chokes up as well. <laughs> she tries to be Moira and we see we see her be a mom instead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And her speech is so lovely. The speech is so lovely. And I love, I love how the beginning of it is very Moira, like with the words and baby. And then that one line that she says about them, like finding solid ground oh. is like so beautiful and not, doesn't have a flourish to it. Yeah. There's like no artifice to it. No, it's just very real. and what happened for them both with david and patrick but with her whole family and it's just a very (laughs) (laughs) this is the moment where we start crying i wrote crying that's all we wrote for her officiating crying it's true (laughs) should have wrote crying and drinking but um the drinking was a given (laughs) so yeah patrick and david get married now (laughs) okay so I gotta say that the one, like, very minor, the most minor disappointment that I had in this episode was that we didn't get to see more with the Brewers. I know! (laughs) But I love so, so much that Clint is Patrick's best man. I know. He just, in the background of the shots, looks like such a proud papa. (laughs) Like He's so happy. Vindication for Marcy Brewer that we right? needed more of her. Um, but, you know, we only get so much time. I know. I know. It lives in our heads that they had this lovely family moment, I'm sure. But yeah, him and that scene of just like being such a proud dad, um, even yeah. from the moment they walk out yes. um, to kind of stand at the altar. Yeah. Ted had no lines. No lines, but he killed No lines. <laughs> and so killed, like, being the supportive, happy dad in that moment. Yeah. And I love that we get that, like, shot of him, them coming out and mm-hmm. awaiting, and then David, like, freaking out in, like, the I'm a nervous wreck kind of way right. in the background. And I love that he's very David, that he's worried people are going to lose interest in his mm-hmm. wedding um, while he talks to Alexis. As if they're not, like, a captive audience. <laughs> right. They literally can't leave you in the way. 
you're in the way. But that is such a David Rose feeling that you're going to lose the audience um, while they have this very sweet moment together. Yeah. And Alexis realizing that maybe she is wearing a wedding dress after all. Maybe she's wearing a wedding dress, but she's just wearing a wedding dress because she wants to impress David. And uh, if it's that isn't a little sister move. <laughs> right? And, and him getting the chance to tell her how much he is continually impressed by her. Like... <laughs> and I love that that moment is like both da- like you know it's David like he's seen her grow over time and it's also us like we are very mm-hmm. impressed by it, Alexis yeah. and where she's gone how could you not be how could you not be I always say like David Rose's character development is one of the best character developments in television history but like Alexis Rose as well yeah that she has come so far in that to where she is and i love that she is still lexus yes in all of that like that fundamental part of her hasn't changed yeah alexis just has such warmth to her and that's Mm -hmm. what i love so much about her yep and they show it as they walk she gives her brother away (laughs) yes yes and i cry again (laughs) and then i cry uh so much when we get to the actual we haven't even got to the actual wedding yet (laughs) patrick's face watching david walk in yeah just all these like little moments that they peppered in felt yeah so real in the way that like he says hey when he finally gets Mm -hmm. to the front and like yeah david touches his arm and then a little later um Patrick touches David's back they're looking at each other off and on and every now and then they kind of like connect on the eye contact yeah like it's just it was all done so 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 perfectly and like the little like nervousness of it Mm -hmm. too between like and one of them would kind of get nervous and the other one would kind of look at them and it's such a real thing and I love that like like you do I think a lot of times you see when you go to a wedding like people are like awkward like should I touch you? <laughs> Are we being serious um, right. now in this moment? And so I love that that kind of plays out in there as well until they get to the actual vowel part. Right. And and then Patrick's voice breaks and I lose it. Oh <laughs> he just says David in the way that it's like so like already choked up with emotion i was just like nope nope i am done no (laughs) noah reed how dare you (laughs) how dare you your entire person is loud (laughs) so we should talk about patrick's vows first um and i love that i love that he's like so nervous and happy like it's all wrapped up in that first Mm -hmm. like david like that he says and that Mm -hmm. He can't believe that it's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Patrick Brewer does what Patrick Brewer does best in that he walks the line between so sincere and little shit. <laughs> <laughs> and his vows are Mariah Carey's <laughs> Always Be My Baby. 
it's so good it's so good like again it's one of those things that if you had told me in advance that we were going to get this i would have been like really is that where we want to go with this but it worked so well so well and no other show could do this because you had to be these characters you had to be these actors to make that like believable because like when i heard the first line i was like oh no and then i was like oh yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah no he's just he's just the perfect amount of like sincere but also teasing about it teasing about it they're so good about it. like he knows that david is going to be like very slightly uncomfortable about it and he is but he also really loves it (laughs) i feel like he's like more uncomfortable that people are witnessing this than he is like he's like there for what's happening Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like i don't it's like very much like open mic like i don't want Mm -hmm. any of you people to see this but i want to see this And I love that. And I love Dan had told Noah that he could speak the lyrics or sing the lyrics. And he he got to choose which one he did. Um, and he chose to sing the lyrics. <laughs> and I think it works. Like no no other person could have pulled that off. Right. <laughs> I feel very, very confident saying that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he did it. He did it beautifully. And, like, it's also such a good showcase of his voice. Like, mm-hmm. there's no music to support it or anything. It's just him. And, I mean, you and I have both seen Noah in concert multiple times now. Right. Uh, so we do know that he has a very beautiful voice. Yeah. But it was nice to see it, like, so well displayed here. Yeah. And if, like, music had suddenly popped up or something, like, it would have been so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I, he does such a good job because he has that ability to be so sincere in what he does um and owns it yeah and it just made it very simple and straightforward and meant every word of it (laughs) yeah and i just love david's face throughout the entire thing (laughs) because he's so he's so there for it and then he's also kind of like you people need to go away (laughs) (laughs) and then of course we get david's vows (laughs) listen (laughs) that was like a whole new level of crying (laughs) that is where like i had had maybe a tear before oh no i was a mess already (laughs) you were always a mess but i had been like oh this is like sweet like alexis and david like had brought like tears to my eyes and then those vows and i just died (laughs) because it's a perfect encapsulation of david rose's journey Mm -hmm. and that he's not this perfect person things are still hard for him but at the end of the day if patrick is there then everything is okay and (sighs) (sighs) yeah so there's there's this older article now it's from metro sources who has the article um but in it dan talks about david and patrick's relationship and how stevie kind of opened the door for David to be able to be in that relationship and all that sort of stuff. And one of the things he talks about there is like David finding a safe space in the people in this town, particularly in Stevie and in Patrick. Um, And so like ever since I read that, I I read that article and was a mess after it. Um, But ever since then, I've had like an emotional trigger to the word safe. Yes. (laughs) So anytime anyone says that something about David feeling safe, I just lose it. So when David said (laughs) that Patrick makes him feel safe, I was I was on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, I think in Out Magazine, he also talks about like Patrick being the safe space for him. And like he was the person who 
Like, I think a lot of times we're like, we don't, you shouldn't define yourself by other people. And I don't think like David, David Rose is David Rose because of David Rose, but Patrick does give him this place to be more himself more himself and it's not a bad like a lot of times like people will be like it's a bad thing you're just you know opening yourself up to be like horrible but it's it's the exact opposite with david like he it opens him to be more loving and more caring and it makes him a better person Mm -hmm. and i love that that he encapsulates that in his vows yeah yeah (laughs) and i'll just go die now (laughs) (laughs) and then we get rings, which rings. I was so excited to see Patrick finally have a ring. Because obviously David's had the engagement rings for a whole season now. Um, and I was excited to see that David also had a wedding ring. Because I wasn't sure how that would work if they were yeah. going like, to just use one of his engagement rings as like a substitute for the day mm-hmm. or what. And it was nice to see them get like matching wedding rings. Yeah, I loved... Because that's what I thought Like when in an earlier scene, he's only wearing one mm-hmm. of his rings. Yeah. No, so I was like, oh, he's just going to give him back his rings. But then that he has a very traditional wedding ring. David Rose has five rings from Patrick Brewer, if you were worried about them being super in love. (laughs) Uh, It's so sweet. I love that, like, very, very traditional, um, like, I do's. But, like, they're so happy in that moment to be together and to do this thing together. And then... (sighs) And then they're married, and that lovely little kiss was just perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were lots of, like, kisses and I love yous and all of that throughout this episode. It was a very celebratory kind of episode, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, you could really feel it in all of it. And so, of course, you know, obviously at the end of a wedding, you get a, you get a kiss. But, like, it was just, like, the buildup of the full episode into this moment. I feel like the I love yous in this episode, I I didn't go back and see, but I think David says I love you more in this episode than he has if you include the three times <laughs> um, that he's ever said it, um, because this is like, this is them at their best selves. Yeah. And there's so much love and joy in all these characters, but I think David, David is really feeling it. <laughs> Yeah, as he should be on his wedding day. As he should be, but like I even love like his little like I love you at the end after they kiss and before they walk down the aisle and then kind of his face as they walk down the aisle of like I think both of like I'm married but like you can see how moved he is by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then of course we come to the morning after. I don't. I don't know if I want to talk about that part. <laughs> if we don't talk about it, it never happened, and it's not over, right? <laughs> No. Listen, I do want to talk about something. (laughs) (laughs) Which is Alexis and Stevie. Alexis. Because, like, we can talk about that. Listen, I mean, I don't think that there's any other way to read this scene other than Alexis and Stevie hooked up last night, right? (laughs) I mean, I guess they could have just hung out and drank, but why would they comment on that? Right. Like, David is clearly teasing alexis about the fact that mm-hmm. she was up all night yeah he wouldn't necessarily tease her about the fact about that if she was just like up drinking and so it's like okay so alexis was up all night with someone got it mm-hmm. and then you know she's kind of given him that dirty look like please don't talk about this in front of our parents um right and then stevie admits that she also like i don't i literally don't know how else you're supposed to interpret that yeah. other than alexis and stevie hooked up last night I mean, at the very minimum there was making out <laughs> 
But I wouldn't assume that it's more than that. They wouldn't just make out. Anyways. And that's it. That's it. End of end of episode. <laughs> end of the episode. Nothing else happened. Nothing happened to ruin my life. <laughs> <laughs> I do love this scene. I love this. I love the scene just on the surface of just the scene that this the morning after their wedding. Everybody's a little rumble. Clearly, it was a fun party. <laughs> mm-hmm. They had a good time last night. All they of them. all had a good time last night. They're all still in the same clothes. <laughs> But Johnny and Moira are heading off and you just see the, like, again, like, it's the very best of them just, like, being this, like, like you see them in this parking lot, like, you know, you think back to the parking lot when they came on the bus. <laughs> These are not the same people. No. But, I mean, they are, but they aren't because they are so loving to each other. But besides just the, like, constant I love yous. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, if you think back to that first scene alexis is on the phone with stavros complaining Mm -hmm. and you know moira and johnny are obviously not happy to be there but you specifically get like the part with david and alexis telling each other to shut up they're a very different family than they were (laughs) and that they can't almost leave each other without telling each other i love you like 10 times (laughs) yeah and their family has grown like it's yeah stevie and patrick are there with them they are fully rose kids at this point (laughs) I love that. I love the like callback of the motel, like him giving her back the key. We won't talk about the room number. <laughs> <laughs> won't we? <laughs> we can, but in a minute. Um, but that both it just harkens back to like their partnership, but also like they're all hugging her and like she, Stevie is a is a rose, one hundred percent. Stevie is a rose, like she has been adopted, and then Patrick is like married into <laughs> to <laughs> the family um but and i love the like little hints of like david and patrick being entrenched in the town like we'll host you when you come yeah. back but it's just such a beautiful scene and then on top of if you layer on top of that that this was a lot of the cast's last scene right <laughs> and then i die <laughs> yes yeah i i do have to say to annie and dan's credit because i know they both talked about this that they were worried that it was just going to be them crying on camera and mm-hmm. not their characters it was great they they did a great job <laughs> they did a great job it was not just dan and annie crying <laughs> and i think if you were just watching the show like it is just david and alexis being moved by their parents being gone i think when you know what happened then you're like extra being like oh um but yeah it is very much in character but there's an addition to that and they they say goodbye they say goodbye and so do we like (laughs) just (sighs) watching them all hug each other and say their love yous and watching patrick's face as he watches david say goodbye to his family yeah there's just a lot happening there yeah, it's another scene where you just have to keep watch, like watch and watch different people because it's a different story <laughs> and be devastated every time. <laughs> yep, every single time um, that they've become these pe- these like people you knew they could be in the end. So, and then that last shot, the last shot of them saying goodbye, but I love that last shot of the four of them mm-hmm. just holding on to each other. Yes. Yeah, and one of the ones that got me most there was David trying as they drive away to say love you again, and he, like, can't get it out. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, breath, practically. I know. <laughs> that was that was a hard moment. <laughs> that moment was, yeah, 
That's my favorite, like, little... Like, they're, he says I love you to Patrick when after they kiss when they get married. And then I love that. And then I love this. Like, those are my two favorite things of the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so much behind it. Yeah. And so then we get Johnny and Moira driving away. And Johnny wants to stop and look at the sign one last time. <laughs> Take one last look, which... I let out like the ugliest sound <laughs> when he said that he wanted to just take one last look. It was like, nope, I have officially been broken by this episode um, and I can't, I can't take any more. Yeah. <laughs> Roland left him one last gift too. <laughs> and, and the show gave us one last laugh. Like they have always cut the sentiment with jokes Yeah, to help you like not be devastated, even though you mm-hmm. sometimes are. <laughs> Um, And so I love that they did give us just like the one ending joke to help deal with the tears. (laughs) Yeah, they're all on the sign. I saw someone mention that this is like the new family portrait. I was like, oh no, (laughs) I didn't even think about that. (laughs) This is not the family portrait I wanted, but I'll take it. Um, (laughs) It was so funny. And I love the like placement of them. Uh I I love, yeah, I love that Moira and Johnny are switched from what you would expect. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But I love that it's kind of like one last hilarious dig um, (laughs) that lives on forever and ever. Forever. David has to live in that town with his face (laughs) on that side. He's just waving in his little leather sweater. I feel like David's going to be more upset that he has no shoes on and he's in the creek. (laughs) (laughs) At least he was wearing some of the like higher cut pants (laughs) that's true his pants didn't get wet it's such a fun ending to the show Mm -hmm. and then you have that song um Mm -hmm. come on after and i love that comes on after like it could have been very like sentimental and lovely Mm -hmm. with it playing over the end but i love that it comes on over the credits the zombie song yeah this will be our year it's if you don't know this song like Lyrically, it's a really beautiful fit for the show. Mm-hmm. You know, this will be our year. It took a long time to come. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of Twyla's prediction back in season five yep. that they were going to have a good year. Yeah. And they did. And they did. <laughs> or two months or whatever it was. Whatever <laughs> it was. We're just going to let that go. We'll have our differences of opinion. <laughs> I'll I'll not rant about the room seven <laughs> as well. I'll let that go as well. Listen, room seven is David and Alexis's room. Get with it, but whatever. <laughs> and that is the end. That is the end of Shit's Creek. But they live on. They live on. Out there somewhere in the world. Having happy, beautiful lives. <sighs> Leslie, what is your favorite line? Can I say all of them? <laughs> Just every line. Every line. I said when we first wrote this, I wrote the entire series. <laughs> yes. Every line ever is my favorite line. Um, No, I really, I could not narrow down to a single line in this one. I couldn't do it. Um, But what I will say is that in particular, every single time that any of them said I love you really mm-hmm. got to me. Yep. Because it just, if you think back to how hard it was for them to say those things in the yeah. past, you know, we get happy anniversaries the first time that we ever hear them see it. And that's a full 
26 episodes in. Right. Um, and David later saying that he's only ever said it to his parents twice and once at a Mariah Carey concert um, and how hard it is for him to say it back to Patrick. Mm-hmm. And we don't get a lot of like other I love yous between just the family. Like we see David and Patrick say it occasionally, but between the family, there's not a lot. Yeah. And so to see this episode have so many every single time was just like made my heart swell Right. <laughs> between like you get several between David and Patrick, you get Alexis telling literally everyone. everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just a lot of them. And it, it made me very emotional. <laughs> It made me very emotional, and literally right before I we did started to think about this podcast tonight, I read the thing that like a lot of them, their last line of the episode. Yeah, David and Alexis' last line is "Love you, love you," um, and that it ends that way, and that it's so freely given too. Like mm-hmm. they've all said it, and sometimes it was hard to say right. it, but it wasn't hard here. There was nobody struggling to say it in this episode. That's a good line. <laughs> I will give you those like 10 lines this time around. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I can say my favorite line. Go ahead. I'm already crying. <laughs> Might as well make me cry some more. I don't know if I can do my favorite lines justice. I don't know if I want to say them. You got to do it. <laughs> my favorite lines are David's vows. <laughs> I And I actually, I think my favorite line is the first line of his vows. Yeah. Because like, that is like I think back to motel review and like everybody notices like Patrick trying not to smile mm-hmm. at David mm-hmm. and like that David probably noticed because he first says I've never liked a smile as much as I like yours and that ruins my life and then he says I've never felt as safe as I do when I'm with you I've never known love like I have when we're together it's not been an easy road for me, but knowing that you will always be there for me at the end of it makes everything okay. And like the callback to meet the parents with that, that David made, made everything okay. It's just... <sighs> There's a lot happening in those like very few lines. There's very few lines that they are just encapsulates that relationship in a lot of ways. And... <sighs> Damn it, Dan. <laughs> Damn it, Dan Levy. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan Levy. <laughs> I can't believe he's made me cry this much. <laughs> Listen, when I got into this show, my boss is the one who told me about it. And it was literally a week after I started my new job. And she said, <laughs> like, I barely know her. And she was like, you should watch this show. I think you would really like it. <laughs> it's really funny. It's got it's really Eugene funny. Levy and Catherine O'Hara and Eugene's son. And he's queer. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it took me a little while to get around to it. But, like, I expected that it was just going to be funny. I didn't expect it to, like, right. I mean, for one, take over my life. and <laughs> <laughs> Do a podcast about it? Right. But, like, I definitely didn't expect to cry this much at a half-hour comedy. No. This is supposed to... Like, I love when people are like, this makes me feel so good and lovely, and it's such a feel-good show. And I'm like, yes, it is those things, but at the same time, like, I'm constantly, like, cursing at Dan Levy, (laughs) being like, fuck you for making me feel this. (laughs) Like, it's a good thing. Like, I I enjoy that I feel these things, but also, like, please... (laughs) 
And most shows you're watching, you're like, fuck you for fucking this up. And right, right. Like, I, we now can definitively say the show, like, is a perfect example of someone trusting themselves to be a good mm-hmm. writer and not try to, like, put this, like, these crazy twists and turns mm-hmm. just to be interesting. It's just telling, this is such a good example of just telling a good story mm-hmm. about people and right. love and all of that and not trying to make it flashy and how well that can work out. Yeah. And we have always said that we were never worried about Dan Levy and how he would end the show. And I love that. I wasn't worried we were going to be vindicated, but we were vindicated. And I love that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He like, he's talked about being worried whether or not they really stuck the landing and they did. They did. They did. They 100% stuck the show so he can stop pacing around his house (laughs) now. And know that he did a fucking amazing job. <laughs> truly, truly. Like, I have, I mean, I've been in other fandoms, certainly. Mm-hmm. We both have. Um, and have been, you know, pretty obsessed with other shows. But, like, I don't think I've ever been in love with a show the way that I am with no. this one. It's literally, it's just fucking perfect. Like, from yep. start to end. There are, like, little things here and there that I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't love that as much. But, like, as a whole show package, now that it's complete, like, it is just incredible. Yeah, and I think it's such a good example of storytelling and Mm -hmm. how powerful that can be. And both Mm -hmm. without being, like, trying too hard, it could just, if you tell a real story, you can change i mean it's literally changed people's lives in some ways or given them hope for things or we're all literally stuck in our houses and like this is the most joyful thing that we've a lot of us have seen this week and all of those things can be made out of just everyday life stories without being something crazy right simple stories about people being kind and good and loving and yeah, and growing as people. Growing. It's we need a lot more of it. Yes. But I can't I can't wait. Can't wait to see what Dan does next. Oh no. I can't either. And I I don't even necessarily like I hope he does like I want him to do comedy cuz he's hilarious and has such a quick wit. But like to bring this to some other genre mm-hmm. would be amazing too. Like yeah. I can't wait to see what he does next no pressure whatsoever because <laughs> i don't and i don't think i mean i can't tell him what to do but like don't have pressure because like i think that this came out of something just being real so right. just go go do you do you you do you dan levy <laughs> you do you should we talk about fashion <sighs> i don't know if i can because it's so good <laughs> it is it's so good there's some excellent fashion in this episode and we I mean Dan kept promising that this was going to be like the biggest and best fashion and I do think that they really delivered on that I mean they could have delivered just from Catherine's outfit but... <laughs> right. we, we should start though with David's sweater I mean what a perfect choice for the morning of your wedding wearing this Valentino love sweater just love in a big rainbow heart mm-hmm it was such a good choice, and I'm so glad that they went with that for this particular episode. Yeah, I, I love that it kind of, it, you know where you are in the moment, but it also kind of like this whole theme we've seen throughout mm-hmm. the season of love sweaters. Mm-hmm. Um, 
kind of encapsulating that. Yep, it's it's the most colorful version of it that we've seen. There's so much color, yeah. Like he's still David, he's still in like a black sweater, but there mm-hmm. is a lot of color happening on it. It just straight up says love and has a big old heart on it. Right. Like, it's it's the perfect choice for the morning of the wedding. Yeah. And then the wedding itself. He's fully in Tom Brown. Head to toe Tom Brown. And it's like if you don't know much about like fashion and designers tom brown is actually pretty distinctive in terms of like hallmarks oh yeah you've got the line that has like all the four bar items in it and so the socks are very clearly a four bar sock you see the four Mm -hmm. stripes on them and then the other hallmark of a lot of tom brown is you get the black white and red ribbon accents and so you can see it both on the back of david's tux under the collar and you can see it on the sides of the skirt Mm-hmm. So that was also very clearly Tom Brown. And then the, when he takes off the jacket, you can see that it's got the, the tag on the side of it, which is also a Tom Brown hallmark. Literally, when he like they showed him, I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to. Because I was like just thinking, like I either wanted it to be the Burberry suit. God, the Burberry suit. That he was wearing in the promos. Because I was like, I know that. But I was like, please don't just be wearing a black tux. Right. <laughs> That I have to try to figure it out. Right. So if you guys, I, I don't know how much you know about the process of what B and I do behind the scenes in terms of finding these things, but we spend a lot of time on a Google lot looking time. for stuff. Um, and some things are super easy to find and some things are very difficult. And so black tuxes tend to be a little more difficult. So it was very nice to have some like markers to make this very easy to find. Yes. Men's fashion, oddly enough, hard to find sometimes. <laughs> all looks like yeah that's why we don't ever try to find uh patrick's clothing (laughs) right (laughs) but patrick is in hugo boss in this episode we do know that we do know that we found that but i to stick with the tom brown for a second i Mm. love this choice i love that it's like very like very traditional with a twist Mm -hmm. um for david and i personally loved noah reed's uh take on it which is is highlander (laughs) schoolboy Um, which is such a perfect thing about it, except I will once again say this is not a kilt. <laughs> no, no, it is a skirt. It is a skirt. It is a pleated skirt, uh, but it is awesome. And I love someone wore this almost exact outfit to the Met Gala. And I love that that's like David Rose is wearing Met Gala level fashion <laughs> at <Right>. his wedding. <laughs> Tom Brown does such a good cut too and it like it perfectly fits it's perfectly tailored and it looks so good on him and i love that it's i love that it's the whole outfit is tom brown too Mm -hmm. and i really liked also the jacket if you look at it on models online it looks like a more traditional tuxedo jacket Mm -hmm. it's just like a two button but he has it buttoned up one higher. Yes. And I really like the the way that that changes it just a little bit. Um, so he's got like the button next to the pocket done. Um, and it changes the silhouette just a tiny bit. Yeah, because when I was first looking for it, I was like, it's a two button jacket. I was like, but there's three buttons. But it's, there's always, <laughs> even two button jackets have a third button that they don't, you, men don't usually button. And so it changes. It's the grass grain tuxedo jacket. Mm-hmm. And it just is perfect. And I love the piping on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, A plus. Yeah, it was a beautiful choice. I love that it was like, it was just different enough for David Rose too, mm-hmm. like with the skirt. But still like traditional. Traditional and not over the top. Mm-hmm. And then Patrick and his Hugo Boss. Yeah, which I think we might have talked about when he 
um, we did on previously but my favorite part of it by far is the piped shirt yes which you don't see a lot of in the episode to be fair um but the the white like oxford shirt that he's wearing has black piping along the placket and the collar um Mm -hmm. just like the tips of it and it's just like a nice little touch it's a nice little touch and the buttons are hidden just takes it up a little notch it kicks it up a notch and you can see it more in maid of honor because he wears it there too and i love that he's wearing the same like a lot of shows will like just put something else different on them. Although he's wearing the same and that you can actually tell it's tailored more to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it fits him perfectly. And then there is the extra sentimentality of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen this. We for sure saw Dan wearing David's rings out to award shows and stuff throughout the awards season. But Noah also wore Patrick's shirt to both the Emmys and the SAG Awards. Um, and then we've seen Emily out wearing her suit around to like practically everything. She was wearing it on her live stream today. Um, So like, I like that they've all been kind of like carrying touches of their characters. around. And I love that. Like when we were, we had talked about that during maid of honor, the podcast about maid of honor, we were like, Oh, we're pretty sure that Noah wore at least a similar shirt um, at the SAG Awards. But at the SAG Awards, he was wearing Hugo Boss. And we were like, well, maybe it was just coincidence. Coincidence, right? But then we went back and realized he was wearing that shirt at the Emmys as well and not wearing Hugo Boss. So I'm like 95% sure now it's like... Just a little intentional nod to Patrick. Which is very sweet that it's such a like little detail. Mm-hmm. Or it's just a good shirt. I mean, it could be both. <laughs> we, obviously, they've tailored it to him. You got a free tailored yeah. shirt. Might as well take it. <laughs> I mean, he wears he he wears a few things that he's clearly gotten from the show that he's probably just like, eh, it works. <laughs> we got Alexis and Moira, both in white. Both in white. One a little bit more ostentatious <laughs> than the other. <laughs> we did talk earlier about Alexis's gown. Like, it is very beautiful. Um and I love the slit on it combined mm-hmm. with the bow on the back. Like it's a like it's a weird combination that I think you don't really see a lot. But particularly in the the shot where she's like pacing back and forth behind David as mm-hmm. they're waiting to go into the wedding, um, you can really get like the full profile of the gown, and it's really it's it's unique, but really beautiful. Right. I also like how it looks when she's wearing the sweater mm-hmm. at the yes. end, and the dress is actually trailing down. Yeah. Um, feels like it's probably very comfy and but you can still like the bow Mm -hmm. is is actually a train (laughs) for the wedding dress um and it's actually let loose Mm -hmm. um in that last scene um and it looks very lovely yeah and then the moira moira and alexander mcqueen yeah like it couldn't be anything but alexander mcqueen (laughs) i feel like there's no other option for the final episode (laughs) no and then but i mean really like the dress alone wouldn't be that crazy that like spectacular it's the the hair and the hat and the gloves and the shoes and like all of it together (laughs) yep those gold gloves the gold gloves that match the shoes that match the shoes yes they match the boots but um it's so awesome and then the hair the hair is amazing yeah Yeah. everything about this look was truly perfect It's great fashion all around. I love the, there's like one other fashion thing that I love is that Twyla is yes. wearing Alexis's dress. From Surprise Party. From Surprise Party. And like just calling back from the last episode where she got some yeah. of Alexis's clothes. Yeah, clearly that was in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she looks lovely she in it. But I love that, that they make those little, those little background mm-hmm. details 
so perfectly in the show. Yep. Well, we don't have a next episode to talk about. But I mean, I think we should just keep talking because if we don't keep talking, then then the episode is over. <laughs> I mean, we'll be back next week. Leslie and I will be back next week. Should we preview next week? <laughs> I don't know which episodes we're going to do yet. So I don't we know. don't know what episodes, but we're going to talk about. I don't know if you've heard about the show Schitt's Creek. <laughs> we're going to start watching it. <laughs> we're going to start watching it and we're going to talk about uh, what happens in it and the fashion. <laughs> it's gonna be a very different concept (laughs) uh and we're gonna drink while we do it uh so it'll be interesting to see what happens i am excited because i am excited to both watch it now that we've seen the whole show Mm -hmm. but also like like i'm excited to go back and think about what i felt like watching because like i did Mm -hmm. i did i mean a lot of people have the same situation where they watched like the first couple and they were like oh i don't know about this (laughs) And so, usually you had someone being like, no, keep going. Keep going right. <laughs> um, I only had that for like probably the first two episodes. I will say there is a specific point in the first episode that I can pinpoint where I said, okay, I love this show. <laughs> and So we can talk about that next week. <laughs> yes. And I have it in the second episode. Um, so we can talk about that. But um, I just literally had to get past the first episode. Uh, and then everyone else I know. I make them watch at least until Wine and Roses, which we could also right. talk about. But um, And now to think about that and how intentional it was. Uh-huh. And so I'm so excited to go back and just like psychoanalyze this whole show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll start next week with at least our cup runneth over and probably a couple other episodes as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But until then. Until then, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at shitfacepod. And if you want to find us personally, you can find me on Twitter at Leslie the Baker. And I'm Brandy and Indy on Twitter. And be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like, as it'll help more people to find the show. And remember, if you keep watching this episode, to please hydrate. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, wash your hands, stay indoors. (laughs) Yep. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.